Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and I'm back with another episode of Rudy's Common Sense. And today, common sense is going to be a warning, a checklist, a checklist to see if there is any possibility that the Department of Justice can be fair, equitable, and enforce even some of the most serious laws of the United States if it involves a high-level Democrat. But here's, 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 the, here's the memo that explains the racketeering case, which should be on the front page of every newspaper in America until it's solved, until he's forced to answer for this under oath. I love all of you, but I don't receive any respect, and that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did, okay, and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Now, I'm a prosecutor. Am I supposed to say I don't believe that? Is it enough for him to come and say I didn't mean it? Uh, I say, you know, for 30 years, I've been robbing banks with Joe uh, uh, Smith. And in fact, uh, a bunch of banks were robbed during that period of time. And there were kind of texts showing that we had some involvement with that. But I say, I didn't really mean it. Didn't let me go. This is what you call, this here, is an admission. It is completely and absolutely admissible in a court of war. And it's an extraordinarily powerful and damaging piece of evidence. I rarely had such damaging evidence in the RICO cases that I want and put people in jail sometimes for 100 years. He gives you the amount of time, 30 years. That's a long-term enterprise, RICO. He says it. Uh, uh, the entire family was getting schmoo schmoozed with it. That's an enterprise. And he had to give half to, well, who do you give half to? The Don, the boss. You give half to the top guy. Now, we know that from evidence from all over the place. We, uh, we know that from the text in which a, uh, a, a middleman named Eric Schwerin is constantly trying to uh, settle accounts between what Joe's going to pay for and what, uh, and what his son's going to pay for. You see many household expenses paid for by the son. Uh, you, you see uh, $11 million earned by Joe the first year he's out of office. Hmm? You have a, a prosecutor in uh, Ukraine that wants to come to the U.S. and testify, but we won't let him come who says that he has every reason to believe that Joe has an offshore account, possibly two, with a woman who says she has uh, the, 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 the numbers for it. This woman was in danger of being killed about a year and a half ago, and we gave that information to the Justice Department. We gave it to Bill Barr through the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney. Don't know what happened to that. In fact, we gave all of our evidence to the U.S. attorney's office, and nobody was ever interviewed. Nobody ever investigated. Things like that, like a woman who says, if you come here, I'll identify the accounts and I'll show you the people that helped me put the money in the Biden accounts. They were never even interviewed. 
We have a prosecutor in, in, in uh, Ukraine who's suing Biden, saying that Biden got him fired because he wouldn't shut down the Burisma case. And then we have others there that say that the bribe was to Joe Biden and that the bribe was to drop the case on the $20, $30 billion Burisma company that was illegally formed and to allow Mykola Zloshevsky to keep $5 billion that he stole and that he paid more than whatever you see on paper to the Bidens. Sometimes it's listed as 14 million, sometimes it's 20. But then he paid a massive bribe of 50 to $100 million to President Poroshenko of Ukraine, which is may maybe why the Ukrainian government is sitting on it. All this evidence is available by witnesses who would testify to it in court. All of it's dismissed as not true or Russian disinformation. Got nothing to do with Russia. I was dismissed as Russian disinformation until the New York Times <laughs> and the Washington Post said everything in the hard drive was true. And then you've got a document that's on my podcast, just a piece of paper that shows you wandering of over $3 million from Ukraine to Latvia, from Latvia to Cyprus, into the account of Rosemont Seneca. You see the money coming from Cyprus, where it went as a loan, loan, and then it was an actual payment, laundered by uh, the premier laundering firm in um, <laughs> the premier laundering firm in, uh, in, in, in Ukraine, right through their banks, different company names and different descriptions. And then finally it comes out and it takes a year or two to find it because they cover it up and accidentally, or maybe because of government process, it comes out in the trial. They didn't think there'd be people sharp enough to keep on top of it, or they hoped it would be the press that would cover it up, but we found it. And there it is, the money you can see it on paper, right on my podcast, the money going right to, to, to Rosemont Seneca. Again, a firm owned by Hunter Biden, Kerry's stepson, and Devin Archer. I don't know if you realize what's happened to you, what's been done to you. And I have a fear that these, um, these people who I don't understand who they are anymore, or the press that, that, that sucks up to them and just writes lies for them after lie, after lie, after lie. Does Russian collusion for four years and never even apologizes for it, wins Pulitzer Prizes for it and doesn't give back them. They want a Pulitzer Prize for a false story. Not only that, they want a Pulitzer Prize for, for a conspiracy to obstruct justice. That story is not just a story. It's a conspiracy to take out a candidate for president and then to take out a duly elected president of the United States based on false charges. You realize how serious that is? Except in our warped, woke society? Hmm. But if you want, if you want to catch up a little, and you want to just go to two that would tell you uh, uh, the story. Here's here's the uh, more, more more recent one, and uh, it's it's uh, episode one seven five.
Here it is. It's called um, Boss of the Biden Crime Family. Here's the picture. Again, it's 175. And you see Miranda Devine is the guest. She lays out many of these allegations and the proof of it from the hard drive. Uh, there's Hunter uh, demonstrating quite clearly. You know, well, we'll, get, we'll show you a bunch more uh, photos because they're going to become relevant of uh, his situation. But you go through this, you get a pretty good idea of what has to be answered if we're going to make America a democracy again. Because a country that doesn't have equal justice, oh, I don't know, it's not really a democracy. It's not a country of laws. It's not a republic. I don't know what it is. It's getting, it's getting close to being a socialist dictatorship, isn't it? With a half-wit as the dictator. A sick man. If you can't figure that out, there's something really wrong with you. But now let's go through a, 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 a simpler one. One, one, that, um, one that's a little easier. I don't know, maybe uh, the others are pretty simple, but this one's really, really simple. And I think this one becomes relevant now because of, what, of the horrible tragedy in Buffalo. In Buffalo, we had, we had a, a, a terrible uh, shooting uh, motivated in large part, if not completely by race, based on the uh, me memo uh, or rather a manifesto left behind by the by the mur murderer. Uh, and th the uh, issue there, and it's once again, you know, although in this case, uh, the motive is white racism, you know, in, in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, it was a black uh, racism against whites. Uh, Black Lives Matter uh, uh, sympathizer who drove into the Christmas crowd. Uh, we could go over different ones of these, but they all come back to, then the Democrats yell for uh, uh, gun control, gun control, gun control. Uh, gun control, uh, the way it's enforced, gun control is useless because it's not enforced. Before we decide if we need other gun control laws, how about we enforce the ones that we have, and particularly in Democrat states? But there are gun laws. They do exist. And in this particular case in Buffalo, whether he was a, a white racist or a black racist or a B, Black Lives Matter guy or an Antifa guy, he went and he got a gun. He bought a gun. However, he had a record, had a serious record of having threatened to kill people in the school, having talked about killing people and destroying people, a record that was so bad it was reported to the police, a record that was so bad he was put in the hospital for a day and a half for evaluation, and he was evaluated as dangerous. They had the option of putting that in his file. They weren't required to, but they had the option to do it. They didn't. They did not. If they did, and if New York were competent enough to have the system work, which is another question, because the state is dysfunctional, then he never would have gotten the gun. And if you believe in gun control, right, and you want more gun control laws, why aren't you outraged at that? Because you can have more gun control laws, and if they're not enforced, it's not going to mean anything. 
You have a law right now in most states that says that a criminal, a person who is uh, addicted or was addicted, or a person who has a history of mental problems should not be allowed to buy a gun. That's a law in, I think, every place, I think. If that law were followed correctly, if the state of New York were competent enough, governed competently enough, like New York City was governed competently when I was mayor, which is why crime went down 65%. And then Bloomberg took it down even more because the city was governed competently by honest people, not incompetently by a large number of crooks, which is what New York State is now. They basically are thinking about how much money can they make for their relatives. That's what the governor is thinking about in Buffalo. How much money for, for dad, for, for, for the father who has the concession on the stadium. That's what her lieutenant governor, who she picked right away, that's what he's in trouble for. You want to guess how many more of them do that? Just make a guess. I'm not allowed to. Now, I'm not going to say this crime would not have taken place if, if the police and the hospital officials had done what they should have done in reporting. And I'm going to tell you why, a bad reason. I'm not sure New York is competent enough to have picked it up on time. Because they're more worried about taking care of themselves. And that's why the Dawn plays got to get reformed, just like all those cities where there was record crime. It's not, it's not all incompetence. It's a lot of incompetence. It's a lot of corruption. But at least there'd be a chance. There is a chance that had they reported, had they reported it, it might not have happened might not have happened. Now, if you're asking like the president does and Schumer, every time there's a crime for more gun control laws, don't you have to show you're applying the ones you have effectively? Don't you? Well, New York isn't, okay. Now let me show you an example to the American people that once again proves that uh, Biden and the Democratic Party are a group of uh, dangerous hypocrites. And I'm going to give you just a little outline of this, okay? Just a little outline that I happen to have uh, right here. On October 12th of 2018, Hunter Biden went into a store in Delaware and he purchased a 38 revolver. No question about it. No question about it. Well, if you're going to be serious about gun control, you have to prosecute the serious violations of the gun control law. And you have to prosecute them strictly. We prosecuted gun crime very, very strictly, which is why we brought murders down. Here's a simple one. This would take a non-anything to figure this out. On the date of... On the date of October 12th of uh, 2018, a person named Robert Hunter Biden walks into a store in, in, uh, in Delaware and he wants to buy a 38 revolver. 
To do that, he has to fill out an application, as all of us do. He fills it out. He puts his address down. Oh, by the way, this is not Russian disinformation. And I really, uh, I really think if you believe these people at this point, you got a serious problem with being naive. This is an actual application signed by Hunter Biden, and it has a question on it. And you're going to see it. It's a little hard to read because of the way the it's a little hard to read because of the way it was reproduced. But it's a very simple question. Number E. Are you uh, Hunter, Robert Hunter Biden? Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? No. Okay. Now I'm going to show you two statutes, okay? Those are laws of the United States, all right? Those are, those are criminal laws of the country that uh, Joe Biden swore allegiance to and to faithfully execute those laws. One of them is 18 U.S.C. section 922, paren A, paren 6. It says it's unlawful for anyone to make a false statement in an attempt to get a firearm. And then under 18 U.S.C. 922, paren G, there's a second law that says it is a 10-year felony, 10-year felony for an unlawful user of narcotics to receive or possess a firearm. There are 100, without exaggeration, pictures in the computer that was given to me by John Mac Isaacs showing Hunter Biden smoking crack while driving an automobile, while sitting in a closet with smoke all around himself, while being sexually pleasured by prostitutes and others, while just walking around the house with his, with his uh, 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 crack pipe with no clothes on. I might add, many of those times it was in a home in which two minor children lived. There are pictures of him talking to prostitutes with his crack pipe. That statement is about as false a statement as you ever could find. Now, let's pass over the hypocrisy of Joe Biden having let a law get enforced that kept thousands and thousands and thousands of people in jail for 5, 10, 15, and 20 years using one-tenth the amount of drugs that he knows his son used. This guy was in rehabilitation 10 times. His father pulled all kinds of strings to get him in the military. You know that's illegal. And he flunked out on his first test for using cocaine. Should have been a dishonorable discharge, but not for a Biden. Gosh almighty, they can't get prosecuted for, for $31 million from China. How the hell they can get prosecuted for, for being a drug addict in the military? But this is, how do you walk away from this if you're an honorable prosecutor? He's not just some minor marijuana user who made a little mistake. 
uh, just in case, my goodness, just in case, just in case you have any doubt about it, any doubt about it. Let me, let me uh, uh, give you some of the proof you would have at the trial. In his own book, in his own book called a beautiful, what is it, beautiful thing? I guess a beautiful thing is when he's sitting in the closet with all the uh, uh, crack smoke around him, which we'll show you a picture of. But here's, here's chapter nine from his book, his own book. And it says very simply, here, I just, I just want to read it to you so you don't get it. Remember the, remember the date. Remember the date, October 12, 2018. This is his book, chapter nine, page 186. I think it's 186, let me look closer. I believe it is. Chapter nine, it's called The California Odyssey. This is in a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing. I used my superpower, finding crack anytime, anywhere, less than a day after landing at LAX in the spring of uh, 2018. I drove my rental to the Chateau Marmont in West Hollywood, where I checked into a bungalow and by 4 a.m. had smoked every crumb of crack I'd bought. The clubs whose bouncers had served as my primary sources were closed. My calls to Curtis went unanswered, and my valet connection was W-O, uh, was AWL. I remembered a small crew of panhandlers who perpetually hung around a row of stores from another club. A handful of guys loitering around a dumpster. They were clearly users. I walked up, and I asked if they had anything to sell. And he went all around, and the ultimate, you can read it yourself, he got himself uh, the crack that he needed. Remember the federal form under oath? He uh, never used or was in possession of unlawful drugs. That is an admission of this crime. You put this next to that, and you go to jail for 10 years. If you are an unprotected, unentitled, simple American citizen, a 10-year felony for an unlawful user of narcotics to receive or possess a firearm. He's an unlawful user of narcotics by his own admission, and he bought by his own admission, a firearm. And he lied, which also violates 922A6. Uh, th there is no question in the world that he is a drug addict. And there is no question in the world that that statement is false. And there is no question in the world that that statement is a federal felony. And there is no question in the world that he is an unlawful drug user in possession of a firearm, which is a 10-year felony. There's no question about it. There's a question about whether this administration is so dishonest, so unjust, so unfair, that it won't prosecute him when it prosecutes lots of other people for lots smaller things. And then there's a bigger question. 
You tell me how Joe Biden can go on television and tell us we should have more gun control legislation when his son is one of the more notorious violators of the gun control law. Joe, you lie about everything. You're a hypocrite. You're a disgrace to the United States. I don't know how you can get on that television, you or any of your Democrat co-conspirators, and tell us we need more gun control when you don't enforce the gun control laws that exist right now like your incompetent governor in New York doesn't. If she had enforced those laws, maybe, just maybe, there'd be people alive today that aren't. And if you enforce the gun control laws that existed, maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't have set records in Democrat cities last year, 12 of them, with prosecutors that are owned and operated for millions by Soros who let people out of jail. I know how to reduce crime because I, apparently I'm the only one who ever did it at that level. And I'm going to tell you one way you do it. You don't be a crook yourself. You enforce the gun laws that exist. We don't need more gun laws. We need to enforce the ones that exist. We need honest people in government. And when someone who's a drug addict says that they're not, we prosecute them. And then if we prosecute them, there'll be fewer of them. Deterrence has been a purpose and a valid purpose of the criminal law for 1,000 years. It goes back to the common law. It goes back to the Roman law. It goes back to the Greek law. And baby, you're not smarter than all of them. In fact, I think you were left back in the third grade. But that's not what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you is you're crooked. And I'm calling you out. You're a crook. And you're a miserable father. To take an addicted son at 17 or 18 years old and use him as a bagman for your crimes. I know mafia guys that wouldn't do that, pal. I'm not just embarrassed of you as my president. I totally and completely disrespect you as a man for what you did to your son. And your failure to prosecute this one law and there are thousands you failed to prosecute, is a total testament to what a phony you and your political party are. Don't give me we need more gun controls. Give me a couple of honest officials who enforce them. Not your phony governor in New York, and not you. They never even report the fact that the guy wants to kill people. What's wrong with you? You don't report the fact that the guy had to go into, it's not just that he said it, I want to kill somebody. He went into a hospital. You don't report that. You don't enter that. So when the guy goes to get a gun, he doesn't get it. Hopefully, if you know what you're doing, just takes a little bit to know what you're doing. It usually means start thinking about doing your job instead of the extra cash you're going to make. That's usually what ends up making a good public official. And you, Biden, you can't say a damn thing about, about gun control. You got a son who violated blatantly 
a 10-year gun control federal felony so clearly that it's staring right out at us. In any country that had an honest FBI or Justice Department, he'd have been prosecuted years ago. But we don't want that anymore. We don't want a bunch of dishonest people running our government. If a Democrat files a false gun control application, prosecute him. If a Republican does, prosecute him. But don't go try to frame a Republican president. Make up all these false filing cases and false this cases and false that cases. That, you know, you got to go through contortions against a Republican. And then you got a guy like this where we got paper after paper that showed that he committed about 20 different crimes and you committed about as many. But this one, how does this not get prosecuted? Mr. Attorney General, you should hold a press conference and explain to us why you're not prosecuting this case. What's the basis for it? Why did you decline, why did you decline prosecution of Hunter Biden signing a form saying he's not an unlawful user of drugs when you can prove with 100 pieces of evidence that he is and the federal law that you're sworn to uphold says it's a 10-year felony. I want you to answer that. And before you try to wrap up the Hunter Biden case, how about explaining that? And then how about explaining the entire RICO chart I got for you? Because that one's coming up next, okay? So you may try to get this past the American people. You've gotten a lot past them, unfortunately. You brainwashed them tremendously. You withheld from them relevant evidence. Your entire election campaign, as a result of that, was a fraud. Before we get to the way you stole votes. So, my dear friends, once again, I remind you, go look at 2,000 Mules. Hmm? I think it's 2,000 Mules, right? 2,000mules.com and see what happened in the election. And then go back to that podcast that I told you about and take a look at the form and the statute. Again, the statutes were put up, but here they are. 18 U.S.C. 922-A6, 18 U.S.C. 922-G. Tell me if he hasn't clearly violated both of those, and what kind of an attorney general doesn't prosecute him except a crooked one? And then tell me that if he doesn't prosecute him, he shouldn't be impeached. Hmm? And don't let them close this down and give you a bunch of bull. There are a lot of crimes to answer for here that go to the heart of why this country is in such trouble and why we're so divided. We will never be united when there are two systems of justice, one for Democrats and one for Republicans with a serious difference. Well, thank you. And I'd love to hear your comments on this or maybe some extra things that you know about the injustices that are taking place. Just go to RudyGiulianiCS.com. You see it on the screen. RudyGiulianiCS.com. And you can communicate with me. And we'll be back in a few days with another revelation of what the vast majority of the media in this country is censoring and not telling you about, including most of what I just discussed with you. You should have known this for two years, three years, four years, and he never would have been president. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.